The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to in-game odds in every major sport, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. The new year begins at Old Trafford. Optimism is rising. Hope high of a good year ahead. Can it start with victory against struggling Bournemouth? Really good play from Casemiro, but not free kick. That is. Marcus Rashford pulled back as he was going down the left-hand side. Took a bit of a knock. And it comes. Oh, brilliant. What a glorious finish from Casemiro. What an impact he's had as a Manchester United player. That's his first Old Trafford goal and a really memorable one from the great Casemiro, 1-0. Bournemouth, Shaw, Rashford. Shaw continues his run, a great run, being pulled back by Lerma, but Shaw keeps going, does brilliantly and finds Bruno Fernandes. Fernandes gets it wide, across the face of goal, 2-0, brilliant. Picture book goal. Luke Shaw with his right foot. He started this move, running all the way up the left-hand side, and he finishes it. What a season he's having, and what a goal that is for 2-0. When it's a little bit easy, you can sometimes lose your concentration, I think. And another dangerous through ball, Billing. Oh, it's a lovely touch, and now an opportunity, and David De Gea with another fabulous save. Well, Jaden Anthony was in there, and he thought that was going in. And David De Gea with a fabulous save. Maybe that will just wake them up a little bit. It's a lovely ball. Fernandez is onto it. Plays it across. Rashford! Six Old Trafford games in a row. Marcus Rashford has scored. And Manchester United have put Bournemouth away here. And he's wide awake now. Marcus Rashford makes it 3 0. Excellent night for Manchester United. They've won six on the spin in all competitions. Manchester United go joint third in the Premier League. Going well, isn't it? Manchester United three. Bournemouth nil. You are listening to Bet MUFC on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Bet MUFC Twitter account at Bet MUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow me at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That's the Twitter account for LockBetting.com, the premium pay service that has delivered 115 months in a row of transparent track profit. The PL spreadsheet for the 115th month is the pinned tweet at the LockBetting.com Twitter account, which is at LockBetting.com, as I mentioned. 
the pin tweet will always be the PL for the previous month. And this particular PL is the month of December. And that does have all of your World Cup futures on it. So make sure you check it out. Also, check out Lock Betting on Instagram and on TikTok as well at LockBetting.com. So, moving on with this edition of Bet MUFC, we are coming up another win, a 3 0 win against Bournemouth, a convincing win at Old Trafford. Man United 100% for the Christmas period and are now up to third in the table. The final game of the Christmas period here is this upcoming game against Everton, the third round of the FA Cup. There are easier games to have than all Premier League ties, but not when it comes to Everton. They are coming off an absolute hammering at home to Brighton. Boy, did I get that one wrong on the EPL show. I thought that Everton could put out a performance after holding Manchester City away from home. I thought that Brighton were too short as favourites. And in the end, they absolutely took Everton apart. Now, Frank Lampard's job is really on the line. And it'll be interesting to see what happens if they exit the FA Cup against Manchester United on Friday. Of course, they are expected to exit the competition. The odds will tell you that. The two team seasons will tell you that. The personnel will tell you that. The history of the clubs will tell you that. But um, it will be the manner of the defeat if Manchester United put out another convincing home performance. If Manchester United run out 3-0 winners as they did against Bournemouth, then this could be Frank Lampard's last game in charge as the Everton manager. He is the clear favourite to be the next manager to be relegated from the Premier League. So let's have a listen to what Eric Ten Hag had to say before we take an in-depth preview of the game against Everton at Old Trafford. Uh, how are you looking forward to your first FA Cup tie as Manchester United? Uh, yeah, for me, the Cup is always special. And I know uh, uh, in England, FA Cup is even more um, uh, higher expectation, higher standards as in the Netherlands. But uh, I, I liked the Cup in the Netherlands as well. Um, uh, it's a, a different league. And so... Um, in not so many games, you can achieve a lot, and uh, also yeah, you have to come over, um, a winner. Um, and this is possible when you draw, then it's a replay, but then after two, it's, it's a knockout, so I like that. Can I just ask you one more about Marcus Rashford? You've been asked a lot about Marcus and his form and the, the runs that he's off. As his manager, where do you see the areas that he can improve, that he can get better, because we know all about his speed and he scores goals. What areas are you working on to try and make him an even better player than he is now? First of all, keep, keep the focus. And... Uh, always and doesn't matter if you are in the game or if you are not in the game uh, keep focusing on scoring a goal uh, because I think a player like Marcus Bedal also others in our squad like Anthony Marshall is the same and when they stay in the game uh, mentally focused 100% concentration uh, they have always the skills and they need only one moment and one moment to change the game in a positive way and so if he um, if he develops that skill I think they will even score more goals and even more contribute to a successful season Eric in terms of your season as a whole you've got two home cup ties you're in the top four of the Premier League are you, are you where you thought you'd be at this stage in the season? Oh, I'm 
you don't know. <laughs> but let's say this, um, I, I think we are in a good position. We are there where we want to be. Um, so, but still, go for game to game. Uh, we play in many leagues. Um, so focus from game to game and on the league and don't, uh, yeah, don't think too far ahead. When you've moved into the top four, people are starting to wonder whether are you, are you able to, to compete for the title? Is that is that an ambition? Is that a dream of yours? Uh, what I say, we have to go from game to game and still think about and work on that progressing, progress uh, the process, and it's all about that as a team, uh, first state, and then also individual because when the team is performing, also individuals getting better. But if you could, could win a trophy this season, what would, that be, what would that be like to win a, a trophy in your first season at Manchester United? Uh, I don't think about that. Eh? It's, uh, it's in this stage of the season. Um, yeah, it's not where you are looking at. You're looking at, you have to get to into, into a position that you can win something because there are so many games to play. And I know um, a season is taking long, uh, especially such, uh, such a lot of games ahead. Then um, don't get distracted. Uh, um, when you think too far ahead, you get distracted. Don't do it. Focus on the game. Focus on your progress. Focus on the team performance. Focus on the team development. It's about, all about that. And there are many elements in our game what we have to improve. So think about that. Concentrate on that. And work together to get it better. Will you have to strengthen in January, do you think, to, to, to stay where you are or to, to push on? We always have to look for that. As we, um, as we push the players, uh, because good is not good enough, also in the organization, we have to push each other. Uh, when, there's, when there are opportunities in the top, you always have to, to be ready for that. But um, my main focus is to get a better team, to improve the team. So a few takeaways there. First, a small one. When asked about the transfer window, he did not say that there would be no activity. He said that we're always looking to improve. So perhaps Man United will do something in this transfer window. I would be surprised to see it. But um, there are links to Jao Felix. Atletico Madrid are looking to loan Jao Felix out whilst at the same time trying to recoup some money from that loan deal. The rumour is that Man United are willing to take him out on loan, but only willing to play between three and four million pounds, whilst Atletico Madrid are looking to recoup closer to seven to nine million for him to go out on this loan period, because obviously this is a player they played a lot of money for. This is a £140 million player. Now, you're not going to recoup anywhere near that, but if they can get seven to nine million for the loan... And they can possibly sell him on for maybe 70 million if he does well during that loan move, then um, that would be good for Atletico Madrid for, for a player who doesn't really work well for them in their system. And um, for me, I think the bigger problem at Atletico Madrid is Diego Simeone, because as long as Diego Simeone continues to play this style and he doesn't evolve to suit the players that he signed, because when you sign Jao Felix, you sort of move on and you evolve from this defensive style, which was a necessity when your defenders were your best players, when you had the likes of Diego Godin and others at the back. 
But now you have all of these attacking players and you continue to play a defensive style when that's not really um, what's what suited to the team that you have. Atletico Madrid, for me, are a team moving in the wrong direction and the, the loss of Jao Felix really is an indicator of that. You signed a £140 million player and you didn't make it work. That's a real indictment on Atletico Madrid and uh, the direction they're going in and the style of football that Diego Simeone plays. But their loss will be somebody else's gain. Manchester United are interested, but they're not interested in paying that loan flee, which makes me question if Manchester United don't have the budget, then who can we actually sign that's suitable for us in this window? At the moment, we signed Jack Butland, which is just a reserve goalkeeper. And uh, we are looking for a number nine, but I don't think we're going to solve our, solve our permanent number nine issue during this window. So Ten Hag says that there's possible that we would do something. He's always looking to do that. So that remains to be seen if Man United do do anything in January. But um, for me, it will only be Jal Felix on loan if anything does end up happening. Another thing that he mentioned there was wanting to win a trophy. Um, he talked about how it would be good to win any trophy, but he didn't want to talk about that that possibility too much. In this particular competition, Manchester United are the fifth favourites to win this. Now, I don't know if this is because they're drawn against Everton or whether we are just using the start of the season as the indicator. But once again, for Tottenham to be way ahead of Manchester United in this market and for Arsenal to be way ahead of Manchester United in this market doesn't really make sense to me. City top the market here at 10 to 3, Liverpool are at 6 to 1, Arsenal are at 6 to 1 also, Tottenham are at 7 to 1 and Man United are out at 10 to 1, Newcastle 12 to 1, 14 to 1 here on Chelsea. That's a big price. That's a big price on Chelsea, although they are drawn against Manchester City. So that's probably why that's why that's the price that you're getting here. If they were to get through that tie, you would see them shorten significantly and possibly be the third or fourth favourites for this for this trophy. Brian eighteen to one, Villa twenty two to one, and Leicester at twenty five to one. For me, I don't understand still why Man United are fifth in this market. We've got very, very good squad depth. It's second only to Manchester City in the league. I don't think I'd want any other squad other than Man City's when you're looking at whose squad you'd want here in the EPL. This isn't an 11. This is a squad. And Manchester United do have some serious squad depth. We have more squad depth than Liverpool, Arsenal and Tottenham. Tottenham's big problem is that the players are getting tired and Antonio Conte doesn't have anyone to bring in. And even when you look at the 11 of Man United and Tottenham, I've said this before multiple times, I would only take Son and Kane and I wouldn't take Son on this season's form. You could make a case for Christian Romero above Martinez in your back four, but that's really it. These are the only players that I'd want from Tottenham. Once again, they're being overrated in this market, unless, of course, they think playing Everton is a significantly difficult tie for Man United. I don't think it is off the back of what we saw from Manchester United midweek and what we've seen from Man United since the Christmas period and uh, what we saw of Everton away to, uh, sorry, at home to Brighton. Um, Liverpool, I think, are correct to be here at six to one, but you just never know what they're going to do here in this competition. Are they going to rotate their entire team? Are they going to go strong? Are they going to go with a mixture? Liverpool did manage to get to an FA Cup final and a League Cup final last season because they battled on all fronts, winning both of those over over Chelsea both times via a penalty shootout. So they are the holders of this competition going in. 
And um, that's why they are the worthy joint second favourites with Arsenal. Arsenal, I don't think, belong here in the market either. They don't have the squad depth of Man United and they do often play their kids in this competition. So I think Arsenal and Tottenham are very, very overvalued here. I would have Manchester United as the third favourites behind Liverpool and Manchester City who are capable of fielding the best 11s in this competition. But for Manchester City... I think you can make a case for them not winning this. They are battling on all fronts at the moment. And if anything takes a back seat, it would be this competition. They're almost on their way to another Carabao Cup final. They're currently in the quarterfinals. They have a nice tie against Southampton in that quarterfinal away from home. They should come through that. And then they'll be in a two-legged semi-final and en route to another Carabao Cup final. Their main priority this season is the Champions League. And of course, they're challenging Arsenal for the league in the EPL. So um, this would be their fourth priority because they've already made a little bit of a run in the Carabao Cup, the EFL Cup. So I think we could see heavily rotated Manchester City teams and there could be an opportunity to knock them out. I just don't think that's going to come this weekend against Chelsea. Chelsea, if they can come through that again, they enter the conversation. But for me, this is a competition that Manchester United can win. When you consider they're drawn against Barcelona Europa League, which is going to be difficult, that's going to leave us in two, comp- two cup competitions if we do exit at the hands of Barcelona. And that's by no means a guarantee. I think the way Man United have played this season has been a massive leveller and I would only make Barcelona narrow favourites for that tie and Barcelona themselves have shown that they don't turn up against top tier competition they have been beaten already by Real Madrid this season they have been eliminated from the Champions League at the group stage because they lost key games uh, which included losing away to Inter Milan and being beaten comfortably by Bayern Munich so there is a chance that Man United can beat Barca Barca in in the Europa League but if they don't then they will need to be in two cup competitions. They also have the squad depth to still do that and uh, challenge for fourth place in the league. So this is a competition that I feel Manchester United can go for and will go for. And I do think at the price of 10 to 1, there is significant value on United to lift this trophy. So moving on to the first hurdle of doing that, it's Man United at home to Everton, where Man United are the two to five favourites to win this game. It's 19 to five on the draw and we get 15 to two here on Everton. A lot of how difficult we make this will be down to our team selection. Now, Eric Ten Hag has shown He's not somebody who rests all of his players for the cup competitions. We have rotated a little bit for the Carabao Cup, but we've ultimately managed to get through. I think this tie is a tricky one to start with on paper because Everton have had a poor league season and uh, they they will feel like they owe their fans a cup run. So this is a rough draw for them, but they'll be putting everything into it. You can expect a strong Everton team, especially with Lampard battling for his job. But ultimately, I do think whoever Manchester United put out there should be strong enough to get past this Everton team, particularly when you look at their recent form. I would not be surprised to see Man United winning this and covering a 
1.5 Asian handicap line again. And I would also not be surprised to see Man United winning this whilst keeping a clean sheet in the process. United have won their last four games to nil while they are conceding just 0.5 goals per Premier League game at Old Trafford so far this season. So I would back them for another clean sheet here against an Everton side who have the third worst attacking record in the top flight this season, having scored only six times across nine trips. So plenty of ways to tackle this game. You could ride that and take Man United to win to nil. That is a big plus money selection available at the price of seven to five. You could take Man United to cover a minus 1.5 Asian handicap line. My selection for this game is to take Manchester United to win and to tack on the under four and a half goals. That one is available here at seven to ten. Everton have been defensively solid so far this season, and I think they will come here to to park the bus. I do think they'll play with a defensive low block, looking to keep things tight. And looking to hit Manchester United on the counter-attack or via set pieces. Now, I'm saying this after a 4-0 defeat against Brighton. I think that will give them even more incentive to tighten up at the back. That was an embarrassing result. We saw how Everton could defend against Manchester City. And I expect more of the same. I expect them to set up that same way and make themselves difficult to break down. Obviously, the Brighton game is different because you're at home. And the onus is, is on you to perform in front of your own supporters. And that would have been a game coming off that Manchester City result that I thought that Everton would have thought was a winnable one but ultimately Brighton did put them to the sword and now Everton have dropped into the relegation result as a result of Nottingham Forest beating Southampton. Everton now sit in the relegation zone with just 15 points so far this season. Three points clear of bottom place Southampton, but on joint 15 points with West Ham and just one point behind Bournemouth and two points behind both Nottingham Forest and Leeds. Oh, and Leicester as well. So it is very, very tight down there. One win can get them out, but at the moment there is some pressure on Frank Lampard. So I think they'll come here, as I said, to contain Manchester United and not expecting an attacking game. Once again, this will be a case of Manchester United having to break down another team who sat with a low defensive block but what's been positive so far this season is how Manchester United have coped with that we haven't been reliant on Cristiano Ronaldo finding the breakthrough we've got players who can move the ball quickly the movement has been too much for other teams to take and Manchester United's style of football has been good enough to to penetrate the likes of Bournemouth as we did last time and Nottingham Forest and come away with 3-0 wins on both occasions it would not surprise me to see Man United winning two or 3-0 here again. Either one of those score lines would cash all of the links that I like here for this game. Manchester United minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line. Manchester United to win to nil. And my main selection on Manchester United and under four and a half goals here in this one. That's it for me and this edition of BetMUFC. But the next edition of BetMUFC is going to be a very, very special one. It's going to be out on Monday and it's going to be on that show that we preview every single one of the quarterfinal matches from the Carabao Cup. So instead of just covering the Manchester United game against Charlton, which, to be honest with you, is somewhat of an underwhelming game to cover because we fully expect Manchester United to come through that one comfortably. We are going to look at the futures markets in that competition and we are going to cover the other three games as well. So that's a very special edition of BetMUFC covering all of the Carabao Cup 
quarterfinals and that one will be available for you on Monday. So make sure you check it out. Make sure you subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast so you never miss a show. That's it for me. Until then, good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.